like that shirt. Thanks. Uh, wrong one. Hold on. Oh, there it is. Okay, here we go. I'm going to start recording. everyone and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkTree.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best we got in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, welcome. Good morning, Trib. Uh, Royal Rumble in the books. Yep. There was there were some surprises, some I didn't think uh, I didn't think they had as many surprises as I thought they were going to have, but um, I was pretty I was pretty happy with some of the surprises they had. Um, what did you think of the show? I thought it was good. Not I'll be honest, not as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, but that that's usually what happens. Um, a lot of times when you're all geared up for a pay per view, it doesn't meet your expectations. And it's the ones that you don't think you're gonna get a lot out of that want to blowing you away. <clears throat> right, I I agree. I mean, I was able to watch the rest, the last two matches this morning. Like I said, my my entire Wi-Fi system went out last night. I couldn't watch anything on either one of my devices, so I was able to get up this morning and watch it at like four thirty. The last two matches were 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 pretty good. I mean, the the, the Miz match, I mean, that wasn't, I didn't think that was that great. The Men's Royal Rumble, I thought was, I thought was good. I, I actually, well, we'll, we'll get to it more in specifics, but I mean, I thought the mixed tag match was better than I thought it was going to be. So. Okay. Yeah, so we're definitely going to, uh, you know, over each match, give us, give our opinions on the matches, um. I changed I changed my grade on a lot of the matches after I, you know, went and rewatched it and rethought about some of the matches that I saw, and I think you'll be pretty surprised at uh, my overall grade. But what um, what kind of highs and lows did you get out of out of the show? Was there anything that that disappointed you to a certain extent? Or? We'll we'll get into that when we get to each match. I mean, All right. it's not like we're doing an abbreviated thing where I'm just telling you what I liked and what I didn't dislike. Right. We're going to go through each match and do, you know, point-counterpoint, goods, bads. Indifferent. You no know, yep. fails, successes, you know. Right. So, I mean, if you're ready to start, we can go over the matches right now if you're ready. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, first, let's talk about the pre-show match. Um, oh wait, there wasn't one. Um, right. so right off there, I, I wasn't sure what to expect because, I mean, it's one of the big four. I mean, this is the Royal Rumble. This officially puts us on the road to WrestleMania and they didn't give us a pre-show match at all. I, I, I'm still confused by that. Um, I, maybe it's tough to put a pre-show match together when you're using, you know, a lot of your talent in the Rumble matches. But there were four people that weren't in the Rumble match. They could have put the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for a pre-show match. Yep. I mean, yep. you very easily could have done that because none of those four were in the Royal Rumble. So, right. um Oh, sorry, my eyes are really itchy today. Um, but um, to the shock to, if not everyone, uh, 98% of everyone, the first match of the show was Roman Reigns against Seth freaking Rollins. Um, right, that surprised me. Yeah, I mean, this was, to me... Sorry, I had a little tickle. I had to take a drink. This, to me, was one of the two matches that I thought could have ended the show. I either thought this or the men's Rumble match was going to end the show. I had a sneaky, quote-unquote, sneaky feeling 
that it was going to be Reigns and Rollins. Um, but it wasn't. It was first. Um, so as, I mean, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first on this one. Okay. Um, I guess, I guess the match was listed as 14 minutes and 25 seconds. For me, it seemed like it went a lot longer than that. Well, I I mean, mean, it was a, a brutal match. It was a, a hard-hitting match. Seth Rollins definitely had had Roman Reigns on his heels. Yeah. Yep, in the he beginning. did. And I think throughout the whole match. Could you silence yeah. your phone so it doesn't keep doing that? Anchor picks up every little sound. But if you listen to the beginning of our show from yesterday, you hear that loud ass noise that I don't know where it was coming from. I don't know where it was coming from either. And um yeah, he definitely had Roman on his heels the whole match and Roman looked like he was he didn't know what to do in that ring with Seth. And you know, I thought it was cool that Seth came out like the shield. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that was really cool. Um and at the end of the match, when he took that chair and he just wore him out with that chair, and to me, that was a bad ending to a good match. Okay. Um, when we started the prediction show, originally, I swear on my brother's grave, I was going to make the prediction that Roman Reigns was going to get disqualified, or it was going to be a no contest, because it's bad blood between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But I felt it wasn't bad blood enough to end the match the way they did. I think what set Roman over the top was when he came out with the Shield gimmick. And all this other... I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good match. I gave it an A. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I would have given the match an A um, if it wasn't for two things. One, as you said, it went 14 minutes and 25 seconds. Yep. I I easily wanted six more minutes out of this match. I wanted a 20-minute match. Um, So I was disappointed in the length of it. And then the ending, once again, it's nothing that nobody's not heard from before, is I'm tired of the you just can't give somebody a win when you have two highly reputable wrestlers going head-to-head. You have to do some type of weird-ass ending to let both members of the match save face so they don't lose any credibility. I, I don't think either Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins would have lost anything in the eyes of the fans if one of the two of them got a clean cut victory last night. Um, but, uh, so I gave an overall A-. minus. I loved, once again, I'll repeat what you said, I loved that Seth Rollins came down out of the crowd in the shield gear. The only other thing I wish that he had done is that blonde stripe in his hair that he had. Um, yep. I think that would have, I mean, it, this, I mean, we all know right now Roman Reigns is, is considered I mean, as he says, the head of the table. Um, He's the top dog in WWE. But I'm telling you, Seth Rollins is not far behind. I thought it was great when it looked like, you know, Roman Reigns was going to get it ready to pin him after um, a spear. And (laughs) Seth Rollins starts laughing and puts his fist up in the air, you know, to commemorate the shield. Um, the only thing that could have made it better is if John Moxley came down after the chair beating was going on, or yep. you know, um, little wondering why they didn't introduce Kevin Owens into the fray and have him come down and quote unquote save his best friend. But whatever, he was saving himself um, for the Royal Rumble. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I like overall. I gave this match an A minus. Okay. Then after that, we had the match that a few of us thought and maybe more of us thought but didn't predict 
The next match was the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, I guess I get to go first with this one, and oh boy, do I have got a lot to say. Um, I, I've got some statistics for for the match. Um, first of all, they had seven unannounced surprises for the Rumble. Um, and those seven names in order that came into the Royal Rumble, Molina was the first one, Cameron was the second one, Ivory was the third one, Alicia Fox was the fourth one, Sarah Logan was the fifth one, um, Molly Holly, Super Holly, Super Molly, whatever that character she was, was next. And then the last one was Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was in the Rumble for 10 minutes and 16 seconds. I don't, I didn't add it up, but I'm pretty sure that the other six didn't even combined last 10 minutes. Right. Um, it, it was one of those points is, you know what, if you're going to give me something like that, why even bother? You know, bring up, a. I mean, once again, six of these seven, maybe five of these seven, aren't going to be in a WWE ring. You know, maybe Sarah Logan, maybe that's the kickoff of Sarah Logan's return to the WWE, and she tag-teamed with Liv Morgan, and then we have an established tag-team that can go after. Mella and um, Queen Zelina? Don't know, but we obviously know Ronda Rousey's going to be around... um, Everything that I'm reading is is she's, quote-unquote, finishing up her contract, and she will be around WWE um, from now until WrestleMania 39. So it, it's going to be a part-time you know, thing. She'll do a Brock Lesnar thing, probably. But what are the other five in for? I, I mean, why are they there? I mean... I, I think maybe one or two of them went over a minute <laughs> in the rumble, but why right. not why not have a few talents from NXT come up to fill a couple of those spots? That doesn't mean they have to stay on the roster. You could have given right. me mid level competitors at NXT. You could have kept you know Io Shirai. Um you could have kept Raquel Gonzalez out of it. Um, I mean, you could have given me a Dakota Kai. You could have given me a Casey Catanzaro. I mean, you could have given me, you know, people like that that you know aren't ready to come up, maybe not ready to come up to the main roster, but just fill them in for a little more excitement. Um, overall, I, I gave the match um, a B, um, and mainly because... The crowd was majorly into this. I mean, I think the loudest pop of the night was when Lita came in. And everybody knew she was coming in. Um, I thought the action was good. Um, We'll go over some of my stats here after we get your um, review of the match, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, what did you think? Um... I, I agree with you on, on certain points. I noticed that some of the wrestlers that are no longer in WWE that were that just showed up always seem to get the higher number. Like when um, Ivory came out, DJ said me a man and goes, "Oh my God, it's Ivory! What's she like? 140 years old?" I mean, her her idea, her gimmick, and everything was the right to censor and. You know, that was, that was a pretty foolish gimmick. But I agree with you on the lead of pop. Um, I kind of figured, you know, Ronda was going to be close to 30, if not number 30. She came in at 28. Um, 
I was surprised we didn't see Asuka. I was surprised we didn't see anybody from, uh, any couple women from NXT. But I thought the, the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble was enjoyable to watch. I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, some of the surprises, you know, Michelle McCool, she went after Mickey James. I guess there's still a little bit of an issue there. But um, overall, I gave the I, I gave the match a B. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so some of the stats. Um, first of all, one of the one of the guesses we had was who was going to be there the longest. Um, I'll give you the top three from three to one. Natalia was in for thirty six minutes and seventeen seconds, and she entered it. Okay. And she entered at number twelve. The second one was Liv Morgan at 37 minutes and 20 seconds, and she came in at number six. Number one was at 47 and a half minutes. She came in at number eight, and that was Bianca Belair. Okay. Um, the women that were in the shortest amount of time. Once again, three to one. Number three, at just 43 seconds, being eliminated by Brie and Nikki Bella, was Sarah Logan. Number two, at 25 seconds, eliminated by Rhea Ripley, was Ivory. And the quickest elimination in the Women's Rumble, at just 20 seconds, was Mighty Molly, and she was eliminated by Nikki A.S.H., who technically was kind of involved in it for longer because she got attacked outside the ring. But then after the beating, she was thrown in the ring and then pretty much immediately thrown out. Yep. Um, The most eliminations, once again, three, two, and one, tied with three eliminations were Rhea Ripley and Brie Bella. At number two with four eliminations was the winner, Ronda Rousey. And number one with the most eliminations was Charlotte Flair. Okay. A couple of the surprises for me um, were Brie Bella actually lasting almost 20 minutes. And Michelle McCool, lasting just over 20 minutes. Um, yeah, Michelle McCool was in for quite a while. Yeah, she was in for just over 20 minutes. Yep. By far, well, I don't know if you consider Nikki and Bree, um, but the two of them were by far... Um, in the longest for non, you know, current WWE competitors. Um, I think, yeah, like Lita was only in for 10 minutes. Um, Nikki Bell was only in for eight minutes. You know, Mickey James was 11 and a half minutes. So... You know, not that I was surprised about Michelle McCool, but I was definitely surprised how long Brie was in there. Right. And she eliminated Nikki. Yes. Yep. The the last time. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. You know, Cameron was in for 51 seconds. You know, uh, you know, you had your, you know, Summer Rae, 52 seconds. I mean, I, I just don't get why you're putting people like that in there to just make an appearance. They they weren't that loved by the WWE universe right. that you, you could have got a bigger pop by bringing up once again. Some of those mid-carters from NXT. Yeah. 
Um, now, I don't know if you remember uh, Summer Ray from before. Yeah, I do. But was it me, or did it look like something was wrong with her face? It looks like she had plastic surgery done or something. Yeah, she she's definitely, you know, Botoxed it up um, yeah. to try and save what she looked like. But, yeah, she didn't look, you know. She definitely didn't look like the... Same summer rain that was in before. Plus well, I mean, the, red hair. Yeah, that that's the big thing is is the the hair does a lot. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, sorry. Another drink of uh, something. Then they they kept with the women, um, and the next match was Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. You get to go first. Uh, this match surprised me. I mean, Dewdrop was holding her own. There was certain certain points in the match where I thought she was going to get the count on on, uh, on Becky. But Becky, you know, showing the true champion that she is, she came by, she said that after the match that she was legitimately hurt at a couple points in that match. And um, I was surprised that Dewdrop did as well as she did for her first title match and, you know, being in there with Becky Lynch. So I was I was pretty pretty pleased with the match. I enjoyed watching it. I gave the match a, a B minus. Okay. Um I'll I'll agree with the with the Dewdrop assessment. Um this being really her first opportunity to shine on her own and in front of almost 45,000 people, I think it was 44,390, she really held her own and proved um, that she's much more valuable to this roster than even Anaya Jax was, and especially when she was the little side gig to Eva Marie. Um, she performed a lot better in the ring than I thought she was going to. And I could see her, you know, being in and out of, you know, contention for a women's title for quite a while. Um, she's getting a little better on the mic. And yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with the grade for the match of a B minus. It went 13 minutes. Um, which for a match with a quote-unquote bigger girl, um, it, it, she never lost pace with Becky Lynch. And I, I, th- I was amazed how quickly Becky Lynch was able to get up and Dewdrop jumped from the top rope and Becky Lynch put up her knees. I was, I'm like, how did her legs not just fucking snap in half on that? Um, but I, like I said, I, I, it was a very enjoyable match. Um, I was thinking this might be like a bathroom match or time to go to the microwave and throw some um, pretzel bites in there and have a snack. But no, I'm glad I didn't miss any of this match at all. I agree. Then the next match was Bobby Lashley um, with MVP in his corner taking on Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in his corner for... The WWE Championship. Um, I, I guess I'm. I, I'm glad I'm going first. Just I saw the way you put your head over your your hand I'm, over your forehead. How long was that match? Ten minutes and fifteen seconds. Probably the longest match I've seen Lashley in in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. I was I was impressed, and right off the bat. I was impressed with Bobby Lashley. Um, the first couple, two or three, um, I was going to say suicide slams. What the hell am I thinking? <laughs> um, yeah, suplexes. Um, he popped right up like, hey, you know, bring it on. Um, and then he took it to Brock. Um you know, kind of, you know, had Brock, quote-unquote, on his heels. And then the match turned a little bit when Lashley went to spear him and he missed and went through the barricade. But even after that, he 
got back up and got Lesnar up and threw him into the to, to the railing um, or the the post there. And and I was impressed with how Brock Lesnar or I see why how Bobby Lashley was taking it to Brock Lesnar. Um, then they got in the ring a little while later. Um, the referee first got smushed in the corner and went down. And that's when the thoughts started going, okay, what's going to happen? Um, yep. And then, you know, the ref somehow recovered, quote-unquote, rather quickly. And Brock Lesnar went to the F5. And, of course, because the referee was still kind of dazed um, and stumbling around, he got hit in the face by Brock Lesnar. Or by Bobby Lashley when Brock Lesnar did an F5. And that's when I'm like, okay, this is where Jay and Jimmy come down, do something to Brock Lesnar. This is what I'm thinking. And that's how Bobby Lashley's going to win. But quite the opposite, Roman Reigns came down himself with a pretty good spear in the middle of the ring. And then the return... I'll say, of Paul Heyman as he handed the championship belt to Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns had that little evil grin on his face, kind of like, to me, saying, ha, we got you, Brock. Clocked Brock with the belt, left the ring. Paul Heyman left the ring with Roman Reigns. And Brock Lesnar gets pinned to the one, two, three. And Bobby Lashley is our new WWE champion. Um... I, I gave the match a B. Um, possibly could have been a little higher. Um, maybe you might think it should be a little lower because of the outside interference, but I, I really like this match. So, for overall, I gave it a B. All right. Uh, yeah, the Paul Heyman situation was, was the shock factor for me in that match. Um but as, like you said, you know, with the suplexes, the German suplexes, Bobby Lashley, you know, the first few, he got up, you know, like it didn't even affect him. And then Brock Lesnar's like, oh, there's number three, there's number four, there's number five. Yeah. And it looked like it was picking his toll on Lashley. Yeah. And he put, uh, put Lesnar in the hurt lock, and it looked like Lesnar was, was going down. And you know, once the referee got hit, I sat there and I went, oh, here we go again. Some stupid shit's going to happen. It's going to spoil this match. And was I surprised that Roman came out? Yeah, because I just went, you know, my face just went, no way. And then when he left with Paul Heyman, it's like, well, I guess they're back together again. And then I was sitting there thinking, I said to myself, I said, self? I said to Bobby Lash, I said that Brock Lesnar was going to enter the Royal Rumble at number 30 and win it. Now that he did, his choice, does he go after Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania for taking the title from him? Or does he go after Roman Reigns for realigning himself with Paul Heyman and interfering in his match? Oh, absolutely, I think he goes after Roman Reigns. I absolutely agree, too. I think he's going to go after Roman Reigns as well, and that's going to be a war. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna give the match a B. Okay. Um, have they ever had, like, <coughs> a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania? Not... I don't recall there. All right, you're breaking up on my end. I don't. I don't recall there ever being one. Okay. All right. I'm just thinking maybe but something think- like that vicious between the two of them to culminate a feud. I mean. Well, why not have a Hell in a Cell match with them in Saudi Arabia? Because that's... Build elim- up to WrestleMania. You can't hang an Elimination Chamber and a Hell in a Cell in the same spot. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's right. I, no, it's okay. That's right, yeah. 
Yeah, so WrestleMania would probably be the best place to have that. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to see Brock Lesnar wrestle again until WrestleMania. Right. We'll see him in an episode or two or three um, to uh, challenge Roman Reigns um, and, and stuff like that. Going back to what you said earlier about the Queen's Royal Rumble, um, after the show was over, I just happened to be flipping through the channels, and when I turned it off, I got onto Facebook on my phone, and I went out to Cage Side Seats. And one of the reporters on Cage Side Seats said that Ronda Rousey is going to show up on Raw tomorrow night. Yeah. But she's going to be on SmackDown. Well, Smack that that was part of the agreement that WWE had with 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 Fox that if and when Brock Lesnar and or Ronda Rousey returned, there would be a feature on their brand. <clears throat> so it's not a, it's it's not a given that she's going to challenge Becky Lynch. Um, I did read an article saying that she's going to challenge um, Charlotte Flair, but we we can get into that. Let's finish the rest of the Royal Rumble here. Um, yep. As the next match um, was the mixed tag match between the Grit Couple and the It Couple. Um, Edge and his wife, Beth Phoenix, against Miz and his wife, Maurice. Um, you get to go first for this one. Well, this match was kind of what I expected. I mean, Beth Phoenix looked good for the amount of time she's been out of the ring. Um, you know, she was, she was handling Miz pretty well, you know, by, in, in, that, in that match. Um, I really can't be too disappointed in the outcome of the match, because I kind of figured that, um, Edge and... Beth Phoenix would win. Um, well, we all did. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's really not much I can say about the match. I mean, it was good to see Beth Phoenix back in the ring again. Probably even if it was just for a one-shot deal with with Edge. Um, I don't know how much more time Edge has got left on his contract or what's next for him coming up. But... Um, I, I gave the match a, a C plus. Yeah, um, I I actually I I did give the match a B minus only because although it was limited, but Maurice was actually wrestling. She actually did some some rather decent moves. Um, she she at first she ran and ran and ran, but um, she got involved in in the match physically. And once again, did perfume perform a handful of, of reputable wrestling moves. Um, I, I so I, I mean, I gave it a little bit higher of a grade because I got more out of the match than I thought I was gonna. It, it was twelve and a half minutes long. Didn't seem like it was twelve and a half minutes long. It, it felt like it went by quicker than that. So just because it kept me more attentive to the match um, than I thought it would have, and it got over... I thought it was quicker than it was. I, I gave the match a B-. The only thing I am glad with is that they didn't have Miz and Maurice pull off a victory, which probably would have led to another match between the four. Um, with it being in Saudi Arabia and the possibility of there being um, a women's number one contender match of some sort, you know, maybe even a women's elimination chamber match for a number one contender type deal. I, I wouldn't think they would put this match on there as well. So they would right. drag this all the way out to WrestleMania, which would just be too long. Right. Then we had the last match of the night. The men's Royal Rumble match. Um, and <laughs> due to randomly placed order um, chosen by Trib, I get to go first for this Rumble match as well. <sighs> In my opinion, this 
was the worst match on the card. Um, and I mean, just it, it. I don't know if it's just because I mean, the match started close to eleven o'clock. Um, so it was already late. Um, the crowd just wasn't as much into it as they were the Women's Royal Rumble. There wasn't any earth-shattering crowd pop. Um, they only had five wrestlers that were not advertised to come in. And those five wrestlers in order were Ridge Holland. Okay. Drew McIntyre was probably the biggest shock. As far as somebody unadvertised coming in because they were saying this neck injury could cause him to miss WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if they're trying to pull uh, John Cena when his torn muscle and had surgery or everything. (sighs) Then the next two, my brain even hurts, were Bad Bunny. (laughs) Bad Bunny. And Shane McMahon, and then number thirty, the pro- probably the most obvious number thirty that we've had in a long yeah. time, um, Brock Lesnar. Yep. I, I mean, it never. I mean, there were wrestlers that, you know, two thirds of the way through, I'm like, well, did when did like Austin Theory? I never saw him get eliminated. Um, there was a lot of, you know, flubs. I mean, Kofi Kingston. (laughs) I mean, you know that was effed up totally. Um, the match never really got into a good flow. There was six or seven men in the match at most at one time. Um, I I gave this match a straight up C as in cat. Okay. Um, well, my opinion on it is this is probably time-wise one of the shortest WrestleManias, I mean, this is the shortest Royal Rumbles I've seen in 51 minutes. Um, yep. Usually they go over an hour. That's why I had predicted an hour and 12 minutes on my, for my time bonus. Um, I was glad to see Shane McMahon come out because that helped me with my unadvertised surprise. Um, but yeah, this match was just, this match lost something. I mean, it wasn't, like you said, it, it started too late. It wasn't, the crowd really wasn't into it. I could have done without Bad Bunny. I mean, I was surprised to see him there to begin with because I thought once he had that first match against The Miz and Morrison with Damian Priest, that would have been the last we saw of him. Um, then he gets an F5 from Brock Lesnar. I thought he broke him in half. And it was just, you know, it was just something I was surprised that almost didn't win. You know, they finally got the, like the guy said, they finally cracked the code on almost on how to get him out of the ring. You know, Chad Gable comes in. Hey guys, listen to me. I, I know how to get this guy out of the ring, everything else. And they finally eliminated him. Once they eliminated him, then it made it more interesting to see who actually was going to win. Um, yeah, like I said, Drew McIntyre was the shock for me. I didn't expect to see him back so early. So I'd have to say for the pay per view overall, for the uh, for the Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble match itself overall, I gave it a C minus. Okay. Um, now some brief statistics. Um, one of the things we had was to predict who was going to be in it the longest. So three, two, and one. At number three, at 20 minutes and 46 seconds, entering in at number 16, was Dolph Ziggler. At number two, entering at number three, at 22 minutes and 6 seconds, was Austin Theory. And then at number one was the number one entry of AJ Styles at 29 minutes and 6 seconds. So when you compare those to the women who had women that were in 
you know, 36, 37, and 47 minutes as their longest in. Just having your longest competitor in the Rumble at not even at 30 minutes. Um, eliminations, um, 3, 2, and 1. At number 3 was Omos with 3 eliminations. At number 2 was Brock Lesnar at 5 eliminations. And at number 1 was AJ Styles at 6 eliminations. And then quickest um, at number 3 was Johnny Knoxville who got eliminated by Sami Zayn at 1 minute and 26 seconds. Um, Bob Roode at 54 seconds getting eliminated by AJ Styles. And then at just 21 seconds, Kofi Kingston getting eliminated by Kevin Owens. And that, to me, obviously was a mistake. Because he was not supposed to hit both feet on the floor to break his quote-unquote streak of eliminations. Oh, no, wait, his feet haven't hit the floor and get back in the ring. Yeah. Um. Very disappointing there because, you know, that didn't go as planned. And then right. a couple numbers that, that kind of surprised you was Bad Bunny um, lasted 7 minutes and 41 seconds with two eliminations both of them being Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler. Oh, okay. You know, and then, and then it took an F5 for him to get eliminated. Right. And then Omos. Uh, I mean, yeah, he looked dominant in the three eliminations that he had, but he was only in for just under four and a half minutes, four minutes and 24 seconds. Right. Um, there, I mean, I don't know who they could have <laughs> brought in to go quote unquote face to face with Omos. I mean he's seven foot three. But there was no you know, a couple years ago, I mean Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar, you know, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. I mean you get these big man face downs and he gets eliminated by a bunch of guys six feet and under. Right. <laughs> I, I just you know, bring Otis in. Bring somebody else that's big or somebody in to at least have a showdown, a little face-off. You just right. didn't get that at all. I mean, the only face-off we got was at the end when it was just Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. And once again, I'm amazed as to the size of Drew McIntyre. I mean, you, I mean, look at Brock Lesnar. He's a freaking beast and he has to look up to Drew McIntyre and Drew McIntyre yeah. looks so much bigger um yeah well McIntyre's 6'5 well yeah but I'm saying as far as muscles and everything and yep. <clears throat> it's just you don't realize how big he is until he's you think he's as big as he is because most of the competition is smaller but when you right. put him up put him face to face against another huge person, it, you just realize how big he is. Yep. Exactly. So, so now we got February 19th. Well, we're not done. We're not done. We're not looking forward yet. Okay. Um, so, overall grade. Um, <clears throat> once again, I, I'm going to give it overall a B minus. <clears throat> I was expecting a B plus to an A minus. Um, that I, I think the lackluster men's Royal Rumble is what did it for me. That brought it down as much as it did. Um, I, I mean, I was expecting more surprises. Um, maybe the fact that there are only five, and I, I don't even think, I think they were almost halfway through before somebody that wasn't advertised came in. Um, well, yeah, I Drew, cool came in at 10. No, I'm talking about the men's match. Oh, the men, okay. Yeah, this is why I'm so disappointed. Uh, Drew McIntyre, I guess at 21. Um, 
was the first. Oh, Ridge Holland at five. Well, big fucking deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, if that's what you're going to give me, you know, okay. And that that's just, I think, why it was kind of blah. <clears throat> Your overall thoughts. Well, I've always enjoyed watching the Royal Rumble for two reasons. The first reason is because it's on the road to WrestleMania. Now we're going to start talking. Now we're going to start talking Hall of Fame. We're going to start. Induct, they're going to start, you know, talking about who they're going to induct into the Hall of Fame. But I agree with you 100 percent that the men's Royal Rumble match fought the grade down. I gave it. Like you said, a B minus overall. Oh, okay. Um, I think this is the first time that I could recall the women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's. Mm. And it was just, you know, it was nice to see Melina. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was horrible seeing Melina. She had more roles than a fucking bakery, dude. She looked... Yeah, she did put some weight. I mean, yeah, okay, she was able to do the split, but, I mean, she was horrible. I mean, she was only in, thank God, she was only in for 53 seconds. Um, But, I mean, those were the worst 53 seconds I've seen from somebody that returned. I mean, I'm surprised she wasn't out of breath by the time she got to the ring. Yeah, true. But, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, I gave gave it a, a B minus. It, you know, the men's Royal Rumble match was, was quite disappointing. Yeah. Not a lot of surprises. I thought there would have been, you know, you were talking about, you know, give me the shock factor for number 30. I want to be a, holy shit, you know, I can't believe that. Once Lesnar lost the title, we knew he was going to be number 30 in yeah. the Rumble. Yeah. And that's why basically I, that's what I had said during the uh, prediction show. Yep. And, I mean, it's just something that, you know, WWE, it was the first of the big four. Um, so, I mean, there, there was a few things they could have done better, but I enjoyed watching the show when it didn't go out. So, B-minus was my overall grade. All right. Now, let, let's get down to this, uh, the brass tacks. Um, yes, and we're doing our prediction show. Um, DJ, as as we said on the show yesterday, trivia is up by one point coming into the show um, ahead of DJ. There's nobody else that's close enough to win other than the two of them. Now we only have one more show left to predict. Um, so going down our scorecard, after the first four matches on our scorecard, the scores were trivia... And Little Nugget, 60. Me at 55. Tony Black at 40. And DJ at 35. The final scores will go up from 5 to 1. Okay. Were, after those four matches, I didn't get another point for the rest of the show. I I finished with 55. Little Nug did not get another point for the rest of the show. He finished at 60. Tony Black finished at 90. DJ finished at 210. And Mr. Trivia finished at 210. The reason why DJ was able to get to 210 was his prediction on the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, he predicted, what was it, 50... 58-15, and it went 59-40. Yes. So he got the 25 points for being within two minutes, and that yep. tied him with Mr. Trivia. So going into the last pay-per-view, the Elimination Chamber, um, I'm the caboose at 20 points. Tony Black, who missed a pay-per-view show, is at 21, Little Nug is at 25, DJ's at 36, and Trivia's at 37. 
Okay. So DJ has to finish in first. Or if he finishes in second, you need to finish in fourth or fifth for him to win. He's got to get two more points than you. If he finishes first, he gets five points, and you would only get three if you finish second. Right. Which would put him at 41 and you at 40. So it comes down to how much ahead of you DJ can come. Once again, he doesn't have to win it. Um, If he finishes in third, you need to finish in dead last as the caboose. Um, So that's where we head into the elimination chamber as far as our, our overall scoring goes. Uh, birthday wishes to our number one fan and PAPW's number one fan, Jacob. Yes, yep. Happy 17th birthday, Jacob. Uh, we hope you enjoy your day. 17, wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So. But, I mean, I took away from the Royal Rumble something that, you know, is there anything that you see from the Royal Rumble last night that's going to lead into... Elimination Chamber, and I, I wonder who's going to be who they're going to put in the Elimination Chamber. Well, if 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 it goes the way I think it's going to go, with Brock Lesnar challenging Roman Reigns, I yep. think that would lead a number one contenders match for Bobby Lashley through an Elimination Chamber match. Um, when you look to see who could be in that match. Um, I mean, you you have to start with, whoops, obvious, three obvious to me. Um, And that would be Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Austin Theory. Um, I I don't know 100% for certain. I mean, did Big E really get traded to SmackDown? And if so, who did he get traded for? Or is he just on SmackDown to tag team with Kofi until Xavier Woods gets back? I I don't know. So, I mean, if you're trading, if it's a trade and it's Big E, I I would assume it has to be somebody of stature to come back. So then maybe, you know, your other one is, uh, I'll say Big E slash whoever he got traded for. And then it's just, I mean, maybe AJ Styles. And then, I don't know who the sixth would be. Um, I mean, I don't think the pods are tall enough to put Omos in it. Um, <laughs> I think they're only about seven feet tall. So, I, I don't know. But that's, that's what I envision for a men's elimination chamber. Right. Um, I agree. I don't believe... I, and if he did get traded... Like you said, who did he get traded to? Is it is it a permanent thing? Um, I just don't know what you know. Roman's been been the you know he's the face of the company. He's run he's run over everybody basically. And you know what's what's next for him? Is it is it going to be Drew McIntyre? Is it going to be Big E on SmackDown? Could we see Big E versus? Roman Reigns somewhere down the line for the title. Yeah, Big E is no longer listed on the Raw roster. Oh, okay. He's officially listed on the SmackDown roster. So maybe they've got, maybe they know. But, I mean, the Elimination Chamber, especially. If they have a women's chamber, you know, what what are they going to have? Who are they going to have in that match? Well, once again, that you would know, what's, probably what's, depend on, and that, that's the next point, is who's Ronda Rousey going to challenge? Is she going to challenge Becky Lynch, but technically be on SmackDown? Or is she right. going to challenge Charlotte? Or is she going to be ballsy and challenge both of them? to a triple threat rematch for, you know, another one woman takes all. Yep. And I think, if anything, I think she'll, 
she'll challenge Becky because there's some real animosity between those two. And, you know, like, um, like Becky said on, on the Broken Skull session with Steve Austin, you know, she legitimately has heat and despises Charlotte Flair now. Yeah. So I think that's good. I think, you know, her, her issues with Ronda are probably going to carry over now. And, you know, we could see that on, on night one of WrestleMania. Do we want to see that triple threat match again, though? No, I don't think we're going to see the triple threat match again. I think we're going to see Charlotte and Rhea on for a WrestleMania match. Is Rhea Ripley's not on SmackDown, though. I don't know if she's on Raw. Well, Seth Rollins isn't on SmackDown either, but he challenged Roman Reigns. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and if they and if they do have the triple threat match again, it's like, oh my god, I, you, you, you got to stop with those. I mean, we even said it before that they just have way too, you know, they, they have way too many triple threat matches now. Yep, they absolutely do. And it's you know, yep, and you know, getting back to one of your points, I would like to see. Uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan come you know, be a tag team. I think they'd make a great team. You know, I mean, if you're not going to put a singles title on Liv Morgan, then, you know, maybe give her a tag team partner and go for the tag team titles. Right. Um, she's improved. She's improved a whole lot. Yeah. What would, what would your thoughts, um, seeing as she is and has been medically cleared, and that's the only reason why she was able to be in the Royal Rumble... What were your thoughts of seeing a reunion of the Bella Twins, uh, maybe just for a brief period through WrestleMania um, as an established tag team to, you know, go against, say, Carmella and Zelina Vega, probably on a, a pre-show match um, for one of the nights. Um, uh, would you? Would that be something you'd be in, slightly interested in? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. You know, I mean, I think I think it would it'd be a good a good pop from the crowd. I think it would be something that would get you know, like you said, if it was a pre-show match. I think it would be something that it would get the crowd started before the regular before the regular card starts. Yeah, especially if Bree does what she did when she got into the ring at the Rumble and did the yes chant, and the crowd did go nuts for that. Yeah, absolutely. they really did. Yeah, that, that that really just goes to show you that. I mean, yeah, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. I, I really, truly um, <coughs> think that last night was, was a sample as to why Vince McMahon majorly dropped the ball on Daniel Bryan. Absolutely. Totally. Because Daniel Bryan, you know, the old saying, gone but never forgotten. Right. There's something that, right. There's something that he will never, ever be forgotten in WWE. And we and made sure of it last night. Yeah. Because that crowd was into the yes champ. Yep. And it was nice to see it. Yeah. And, uh, but I yeah, mean, I think I could get behind the Bellas against Queen Zelina and Carmella. Okay. I think, uh, I, I think I can uh, get behind that. You know, not, not for a long run, but, for, you know, for a short period, seeing it on a free show. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, don't put it on the main card. Yeah, but I think it would be good to see. I mean, what I wouldn't mind seeing is for two reasons. <laughs> One, um, have them you know be a tag team, a few shows between here and WrestleMania, a confrontation or two with Carmella and Queen Zelina. Go to WrestleMania, win the title, just for. Uh, no, I'm not going to say shits and giggles, um, but for nostalgia purposes, they, they, you know, they were together for so long, they, they didn't have a women's tag title just to kind of quote-unquote cap off their career. Then the next night, they show up on Raw, and WWE officially retires the women's tag team title 
with the Bellas leaving with the tag team titles, the last, you know, the quote-unquote last tag teams, quote-unquote forever, and then introduce a tournament with SmackDown and WWE and Raw stars for a mid-level women's title. Singles women's title. Right. That would would be something I would definitely be 100% behind. Definitely. So, once again... (laughs) If this happens, Vince, pay me my money. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then, you know, in all the years that I've been involved in watching WWE and WWF and everything else, I'm really surprised that they never came out with a TV title. All the other organizations have them or have them. And I'm really surprised that WWE never had one. Well, but they they have, I mean, with the brand split, how would you do a TV title? Which brand would it be on? Right. True. You know, unless that that was a title that you, excuse me, gave to a a mid-level title for a woman... Who can go back and forth to either show, and she has she can only defend it on TV. Right. You know. Question. Answer. During the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble match last night, mm-hmm. was it me or did I not see Cesaro? Was he in the match? I don't think so. Let me see. If he was, it was a very, very brief stay. No, he wasn't in the Rumble. I thought I didn't see him. No, I mean, he would have been a better, better choice than Ridge Holland. I mean, you know. I really think WWE has nowhere to go with Cesaro right now. Yeah. It seems like ever since he had that match against Roman and lost, he's kind of getting lost in the shuffle somewhere. Absolutely lost. I mean, he's a good talent. He's pound for pound the strongest guy in the WWE. I mean, do something with him. And I would have never, if you had said it last night, I would have never guessed that last night's ring announcer was Ricochet's girlfriend. Yeah, they've been they've I, been they have been together since around Christmas or just before Christmas. I thought he was with Kenny Not any. He, they they broke up a while ago. Oh okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm kind of disappointed that they're not doing anything right now. You know, with Cesaro. And I kind of think I, I kind of figured I didn't see him in the Royal Rumble. I didn't, I honestly, I mean, unfortunately, um, I I never would have realized it until you mentioned it. And that's, that's just, unfortunately, where Cesaro's has fallen to is, you know, unmentionable. I mean, they had a tag match with him and Ricochet versus um, Sheamus and Ridge Holland on SmackDown and Cesaro took the loss again. You know, I mean, that tag team of Ricochet and Cesaro, I mean, they both are, are in similar situations where they just, you, you get them that little momentum and then it stops and then that's it. They're jobbers. Yep. And it, it's pretty sad too because I think Cesaro's a good talent. You know, he's former champion. He, you know, he could be a... A mid-carder to a main event somewhere in on a on a Raw or a SmackDown or whatever. Yeah, and it's you know it's pretty sad that they're not going to be doing anything with him. So, but yeah, overall, like I said, you know, Royal Rumble's in the books. Right now, we're looking forward to Elimination Chamber, which is three weeks away in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's a very quick turnaround, and then it's yeah. then it's a long. Wait um, until WrestleMania. I mean, it's five, yeah, six weeks. No, mark, right? no. Nope. 
And I think they did that last year too. No, they had they had one in between Elimination Chamber. Oh, okay. So Yeah, so then it's one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. Um in between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. Which is too short to throw another pay-per-view in, in the middle there. Um, right. So, I mean, it makes sense they're not doing another one, but why not push Elimination Chamber back one week? That way it's four weeks of a build-up from the Royal Rumble to Elimination Chamber, and then five weeks from Elimination, bleh, Elimination Chamber to WrestleMania. Well, maybe they'll give maybe the six weeks is enough time to put a monster WrestleMania together. You know, you got two nights. You got the Hall of Fame coming up, which is probably going to be, you know, a couple days or the night before, like they usually do. No, won't well, no no the night before WrestleMania SmackDown. They won't do a Hall of Fame ceremony that night. That's right, Friday Saturday. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, 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 it'll if they're doing it, if they're really doing it WrestleMania week. Um, you could either do it the Sunday night before Raw um, to start WrestleMania week, or you start WrestleMania week on Monday um, with Raw, Tuesday with NXT, and then Wednesday or Thursday with the Hall of Fame. Right. You know, if NXT is going to do a two-night event like they did last year with Stand and Deliver, then you'd do the Hall of Fame on Thursday, um, SmackDown Friday, and then WrestleMania Saturday, Sunday, and then you have Monday Night Raw, the one of the highest Monday Raws that you'll see during the year, the night after WrestleMania. Right. And I remember when they did that last year, we had like eight eight straight days of wrestling. Yeah. And that was that was a good week. Yeah, but I think they included AEW um, in that week. Um, right. So, and their ratings have uh, Wednesday nights have increased now that they're on TBS. Um, they moved from TNT to, to TBS because the agreement TNT has with uh, the NHL, um, and yep. their their ratings have gone up um, to where they're consistently just over a million every week. TBS is is available to more viewers than TNT was, so. Alrighty. Okay, so that comes that we've come to the end of our Royal Rumble recap. Anything else you'd like to add before we close up, Greg? Nope. Alrighty, nothing uh, other than Ronda being on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night at did you hear anything that's going to be on there? Or? No, nothing as of yet. They usually, if they say yeah. anything, it's usually not till, you know, Sunday afternoon into the evening. Right. Yep. All righty. So, on behalf of the Nuncher Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Thank you, everybody, for enjoying the show, and catch us all on Wednesday. <laughs>